I want to welcome our amazing guest, Jason Nemes. He is here today to uh, really wow us with a story that is life-changing, literally. And so, Jason, I want to thank you for joining us today. And I, I want to start, could you just tell us a little bit about you um, so we, we know what brought you to where you're at today? Yeah, of course, man. And thank you, first and foremost, for having me on the show. I'm extremely grateful and humbled that you're asking me to come on here and share my uh, share my story to inspire others, man. It really is a blessing to be able to to just uh, inspire, motivate, help people through my story. So so thank you, man. Um, Yeah, so a little bit about me. I'm from the Dallas, Texas area, uh, born and raised technically in Plano, Texas, if you're familiar with that, if you're familiar with where that is. I was in and out of college, trying to figure out my way, ended up getting a pretty good job from 21 to 23. That fell apart. So I was like, I need to go back to school, went back to school. I have a BBA from the University of North Texas Um, from 23 to 27. I went back to school, got the degree, got into the corporate world, realized that wasn't technically personally for me. I just wasn't happy with what I was doing, I guess I'd say. Of course, the end of the day you wake up you love what you do you have peace of mind you're having fun that's what matters for me in the setting that i was in it it wasn't the best for me right so i ended up running into a buddy of mine and uh he's the one that presented me with the opportunity over the years that i I kept telling him no to um and uh yeah since i wasn't happy with where i was i decided to take a look at it and then i actually from there i I got going with the entrepreneur world like that is Mm -hmm. what really that is what really got me going to to take charge of my life, I like to say. Excellent, excellent. And I'm 36, almost 37. Oh my goodness. I know. It's amazing how the time flies. And, and, and I know you have a heart for youth. I know you have a heart for young people to, to just really help them on the path. That's something you and I share is a heart to help young people, you know, kind of launch out quicker and sooner. Jason, um, also, I, I forgot to mention this. As you're talking, I'm seeing the arms flying, also known as the tatted prez. Um, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I still got to um, do that, although my mom, I don't know how she'll feel about that one, but she didn't care for me getting any of them. She kind of gave up on it. <laughs> <laughs> we Maybe yes. we'll, have some, we'll have some stories about the tats here here in a few minutes. Let me, I, I do want to ask this because, you know, here you are, you're on a podcast. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let the, the surprise out of the bag. You got a book that's launching here right away. Now, by time people are listening to this, it will be launched already. Um, and, and, um, from, from all, I guess, ways to look, it seems like you're a super successful guy. In fact, you are uh, top 1% of all people in the company that you are a part of and represent within your business at this point. Uh, I mean, so many amazing things about you, but it wasn't always this way. So can you kind of share the story of what I'd call your transformational moment? What was life like? And let's talk to these young people first. What was life like? And what was that switch that said, I'm changing? Yeah, it's a great question um, and a phenomenal topic because it relates to most people. I I lived a life of living for the weekend. And it's funny because now I say don't be weakened by the weekend. <laughs> but I, I literally, I my life revolved around chasing females. I, I was just chasing women and it was all about partying. And I was pretty much broke, but I always found a way for substances, right? I'll... I'll leave that there. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I, I like to do that intentionally because we all have different things that we like to go to Absolutely. as a crutch for things. So you can insert whatever it is for you in there. You and know that, what, Jason, real quick, because because I have to do this. All right. Yeah, yeah, no problem. What's up? So I have a faith background, right? And and so I come from this world of people think substances and they go to all these substances. And I, I love what you said because there are a lot of people who use food as a substance. Very who true. Use who use TV as a substance. There are so many things that are not necessarily good for us that, that we use, and we try to put them on different levels. And, and maybe there is a level, but I just want to call it out for you real quick. Substance abuse can mean a lot of stuff in the way a it lot. impacts our life. Right. And it really is whatever we're doing to like take focus away from the issues that we're facing, right. that, we, that we want to mask. And like you said, it could be whatever. So, yeah. So that's how I lived my life. And I thought the answer was to get the degree and then go to the corporate world, you know, work that field, and then life would be made. Mm -hmm. So that's the path I took. And for some, that is how it goes. And they find the career of their dreams and they're extremely successful and they love it. For me, I'm like, man, I'm just, and again, I, so I shouldn't say again, because I haven't said it yet. But at the end of the day, happiness is a choice. And we can truly choose to be happy no matter what situation we're in, whether we're homeless, we have an incredible home, whether we have a car, we don't have a car. But I, I wasn't on that thought process level yet. Mm -hmm. So I am thankful that the transition, which what I'm about to talk about, happened because I got around certain kind of people that poured information into me that I had really never gotten before. Okay. So I ran into my buddy. So, so I get asked to go to Oklahoma to party. So I'm like, Oh man, new scene, new women. Cool. So we go and I run into the gentleman that I told no to about this opportunity for four and a half years. Right. I've been telling no for four and a half years hmm. and it's, I don't believe in coincidences. I, I'm, I'm past that. Like I don't believe in them. And it was like, I, I was meant to be in that moment and he was meant to be there and we were meant to be connected, a paradigm shift in my life. But a lot of times we have those moments and we don't cap, we don't capitalize on them. Right. We keep playing scared. We It's like we're in prison in our own mind and we don't break off the chains and go after it, whatever it is. But for whatever reason, it was different this time. And, um, I won't go into the entire story for there so we can save time for other stuff. <clears throat> but I, I noticed that he had changed as a person and I was attracted to the person that he was today. Cause I'm like, man, this is not the same person that I once knew and lived with. Like we're talking total transformation. I'm like, man, I want that for my life. I saw what he had accomplished. I'm like, I want that for my life. And then he, um, I, so I, I got I got going with the business and he mentored me for years and I had some other mentors uh, come into my life. And um, man, it's just it's incredible. The the people that you get around and we always hear you are the you are the the five people you hang around the most. You know, yep, show yep. me your show me your friends. I'll show you your bank account. Birds of a feather flock together. And it's so true. It's like if you hang around five broke people, chances are you're the sixth. And if you hang around five rich people, chances are you're the sixth. But if you're not the sixth yet, when you're hanging out with those kinds of people day in and day out, you're going to develop the skills and all the ways that they think, the way that they dress, the way they carry themselves, the way they 
the way they talk to other people, the way that they treat other people, the way they show up, the standards they have for their life, you will start to inherit all of that kind of stuff just by being around them Mm -hmm. time, time in and time again, you know, time after time. And, uh, and then you'll just, you'll become that person. And and that's what happened with me. And of course there was a lot of work through that. I still messed up because I'm human. I still had a, I still had drifting moments, you know, our minds like to do what it's used to. And I would kind of go back to that point. And then it's like, no, you got to come back over here. Keep going, (laughs) man. I love that. And and I got to add one about the circle of influence because you said this and I know you believe it. So if you're, if you're around these five people, you're the six. And and I love the way you were saying that it's so true. Just got to add this other point because so easy it's, or or it's so easy to get comfortable And when we move up from six to fifth, then the fourth, then the third, and we're like, yeah, look at me, I'm doing great. The reality is we always need to strive to keep ourselves in sixth place. Not meaning that you stay there, but as you continue to grow, you have to grow the level of those that, that you're that are pushing you, that are pulling you, that can take you to the next plane. And so I, I love that. Hey, listen, you know, I got to be honest to to the audience here. Um, and, and the reason I'm doing it this way is because I want to make sure I take you to this exact spot. Um, I was going to ask you, what were the keys to keep in consistent with your follow through in, in this transformation? Um, audience, listen, I'm going to tell the truth. Jason and I have already recorded a podcast and I forgot <laughs> to hit the record button. Just going to tell you guys, I messed it up. So Jason, thank you for doing this a second time. No problem. All right. But in there, in that podcast, and I want to make sure you talk on it. You talked about, I I asked you then, what were the three things? And and you'd probably give me the same answer, but you talked about the got to attitude. I've got to. Yep. And, And can you talk about the importance of this got to attitude in order to keep us consistent? Because you're right. We're not perfect. How do we stay consistent? Man, I'll tell you this. Most people have the mindset of, I'll try. You know what? I'll give it a shot. I'll try it. I'll see how it goes. But trying is the cousin of failure. Because if you try something, it's like you're pre-giving yourself permission to, if it doesn't work out, quit. So it's like in your mind, it's already, you're going to go to something else, man. And, and for me, I, I didn't, there wasn't a plan B. It was like, I'm making plan A work. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm going to do this until, and then I'm going to keep going. And as cliche as it sounds, and if you listen to podcasts a lot, do a lot of reading, you've heard about it, but establishing that why of why you're going to get up every single day and make something happen, I mean, that is so huge. You see your goals at all times, and it's bet, in my opinion, so, you know, maybe not. Okay, I'm I'm shifting my thoughts. I was going to say that it's best to make it bigger than yourself, right? But then I got to thinking, not necessarily in the beginning, because you can't help the broke when you're one of them and get into a certain place. Like you got to change your mindset. Like you got to get out of this certain space to then be able to go out and impact, right? If you're stuck down here, how are you going to help down here? So for me, it was like, man, I got to get, like, I was so broke. I had a trash bag of clothes and lived in my buddy's living room. Like, I got to get out of the situation. So I was, I grinded. I busted my butt. I'm like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of living like this. I'm done. I had the got to of being done there. So then it's like, okay, I got past that. 
and now I got a new car. You know, things are starting to go. I'm starting to make an impact. Starting to got I got people. You know, I build a business with making an impact all over the world. And then I'm like, okay. Then there was a moment where I got comfortable because it was all about Jason, right? And when it's all about Jason, when you get to a certain place, you can chill because mm-hmm. it's like I don't I don't need more. I, I'm good. I'm making X amount of money driving the car that I pretty much want. Of course, you know there's other cars that I'd like, but I'm like, man, my car is awesome. I live in a great place. I'm pretty happy. So it's easy to get stuck in this content wheel. But then it's like I had that this moment of a switch of like, man, if I don't do this. This person, his life will look like that the rest of his life, but I have the power to change it. And it's somebody very close to me. So it's like, now it's not about me, right? Now it's like, I got, and and I tell the people, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. So now they're counting on me doing that. Like I put it out into the universe. This is what I'm going to do. And I pay attention to my goals every single day. I'm always looking at my goals. And uh, man, it just, it, it keeps me fired up. It keeps me motivated and inspired because now it's not about me. It's about what I can do for everybody else. Right. So now I got to keep, I got to keep going. So that's going to take me to this next spot. I have a funny feeling this is going to link, uh, but I, I don't want people to miss little nuggets that you're dropping in your conversation. You look at your goals every day. We, I don't yeah. want to spend a lot of time on this, but the reality is lots of people write their goals and they put them away. They come to December, okay, I'm going to write these goals, and they never look at them again. They got to be looked at daily, weekly. You have to because, quite frankly, I get forgetful almost. It sounds yeah. crazy. I almost forget what I'm doing. Because I, you just I, I literally do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> exactly. So look at it every day. All right, listen. I, I, I also want to add one thing to that. Uh-huh. It's also being intentional every single day about doing daily activities that will get you to your goals because I'll never forget when I, ha- I had an ex-girlfriend and it got to a point when I was in my comfortable state, she'd be like, Hey, what'd you do today? And then when I would repeat what I did, I'm like, I'm not doing anything that's going to better my life or better somebody else's life. I'm not doing anything to grow. And I'll tell you the whole, you're either growing or you're dying. This is where that, this is where yeah. that statement takes place and becomes relevant is that if you're not progressing, you're regressing. There's no in between. Nope. And that means we're not operating at levels that we know we're capable of operating at, which will eat at us and we'll have, it'll have us dying inside because we know we have so much more to give. And so we got to constantly day in and day out, be intentional with our day. And just, we always say like the 1% better every single day, but it's so true. Working on yourself, making an impact, even if it's a small impact and making sure to celebrate those wins because that's the dopamine release. And then you want to feel good again. And then it's like the next day I'm chasing after that again. Like I got to keep it going. Hey, you, you ever seen those team speakers or team preachers? We, we need to go on the circuit as a team here because now I want to come back and be like, you know, you said we grow by 1%, 1% every day, but that's not true because compounding takes effect. So 1% well, the true. next day is actually 1.1% and then 1.3%, then one point. And so compounding is amazing. You and I talk about that. We go on and on with all this. So it's fun. Consistency is great, everyone. We got to stay consistent, stay focused on the goals. We have to look at it. We become forgetful. These were great nuggets, but not exactly where I want to take this whole conversation because I got a place to go for you. And, Let's and do it. You got a message to get to. I do have to ask one question though. You are a top earner. You're a top contributor, a top performer in what you do at this point. Um, you're in a network marketing space. 
if I if I'm correct at that point. Um, and we talk to business owners. Most of the listeners here are business owners and business uh, leaders. The statistics show that most or a good majority of businesses will fail in the early years. Yep. I'm a personal believer that most businesses that fail in the early years, not the later years, the early years, it's really due to one thing. No one taught the business owner how to sell. No one taught the business owner how to network, relate, and connect with people. So you, my friend, as I've gotten to know you, are a master at networking. Can you just share maybe a few tips that you have that that would apply to all businesses? of how to connect with people and how you keep yourself so active and so integrated and so connected and keep growing there. Yeah. And and that's another great question, man. You have some awesome questions. You are a (laughs) master interviewer. So in regards to networking, man, it's about building relationships and how you build relationships is you have people like you and getting people to like you. I, I love to be interested not interesting. And I know I'm doing a lot of talking right now. It's because I'm being interviewed on the podcast, but what I'm out and about and talking to people, I make it a focus about talking about them. I'm asking them questions about their life. I'm getting them talking because people's favorite topic is themselves. And if you want get, if you want people to love you, it, it really is like, but, but genuinely be interested, like truly care, not just you know, be kind of BSing a little bit with them just to get them to talk, like truly care about people, you know? And um, yeah, man, I just, uh, I, I love people. I think they're, they're fascinating. They're interesting. I learned from everybody. I don't care if you're a, a CEO or a janitor, man, you can get nuggets from everybody. And I just, it's also about the energy that you bring to the table. Smiles are infectious, high-fiving people, shaking hands, and uh, finding a commonality between anybody that you talk with because, man, we're all people and we can find something in common. And Snoop Dogg talked about this too because Snoop was on a TV show with Martha Stewart. I don't know if they still are or not. I don't watch a lot of TV. But he said... Because somebody talked about like, man, you would never think that you and Martha Stewart would be on a TV show. Y'all are like so opposite. And he's like, man, it's crazy what happens when you put two people together. It doesn't matter where they're from. It's like we're not as different as we think. So I find something that we have in common. And man, we just talk about it. We have fun and we enjoy ourselves. We laugh. We have a good time. And then people, and it's about having people feel better. Once they leave you, then when they were like, what when they right like right beforehand, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like right before they meet you or they talk to you, it's like they're feeling a certain type of way, and then after they're talking to you, their spirits are lifted up. They feel good because then guess what? They want to be around you again. You know, I, I always say, Jason, you can steal this one because you're gonna like this one. Do I need to get my notepad out? You, no, you'll remember this one. Uh, yeah, okay. Because because every one of us grew up and we heard a mom or a dad tell us, "Don't judge a book by the cover." Yes, what I just heard you say is you cannot judge a book by the cover. You never know. There's common ground. However, I think there's also power in understanding that everybody else is judging a book by the cover. Very true. And so they're already making judgments on us. We have to break that barrier and we break it by connecting with them and making it about them. So man, fantastic stuff. What's funny is if you're listening to this podcast and all you're doing is listening This is the one where you need to go on YouTube and actually watch some of this because Jason, here's the truth. 
if people saw you and me in the same room, I do not think that they would naturally put us together as connected individuals. Do you agree? Oh, I agree 100%. And it's funny, I don't want to interrupt you earlier, but man, I get judged like crazy. Bigger guy, tatted up, got tats on my neck, you know? So, and, and after I speak, when I do speaking engagements, I have people come up to me and they're like, man, and this happens all the time. They're like, I got to, can I, can I tell you something? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? They're like, man, I, I thought this about you and blah, blah, blah. And after hearing you talk and then, you know, we talk, I'm just, and you, you actually responded to me on social media. They're like, I just, I wanted to come to you and apologize and tell you that, man, like you're way different than I thought. So it, it's, it's, yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, uh, you and I in a room, there's no way that people would think that we're like, like and, that. And and you and I've connected now in person, we've connected, you know, um, on, on the podcast, various sectors. I honestly mean this when, when I say it, Jason, you might be more aligned to me and my thinking than most other people in this world. So here we are two guys that look completely different yep. yet aligned in thought. And I just think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture of our world and a beautiful conversation for right now. Yep. All right. My friend, here's the deal. People are listening to this in this book already launched. However, I'm excited because I get to talk to you about one week before that actual launch date, the official launch date. Tell me all about this book. Tell me how you're feeling about it. Tell us the title. I know the title, but I, yeah. I want you to be able to share this. Share this book. Share why you're here, why you wrote it, who you hope to impact. Listen, the stage is yours for a few minutes. I'm going to shut up. I want to hear all about this book. Awesome. Is this where I go into the story? You go into it. It's yours. All right, cool. So the, the book is called The Code of Behavior which I'm just like, what a powerful title. I got to give myself credit and my team some credit on that one. But it's called the code of behavior, right? So the Ten Commandments is, is a code of behavior. Um, all, Marines have a code of behavior that they operate from. Uh, school teachers have a code of behavior for their classroom. Friend groups have a code of behavior. You, you see where I'm going with this. So at the end of the day, there's a code of behavior everywhere. And a lot of times we're, we're not aware of it because you can't see the picture when you're in the frame and you can't see the label when you're in the jar. So I got to a point where I started thinking and I'm like, okay, when I was operating from this code of behavior and I, I was hanging out with these kinds of people, right? These are, re these are the results that it was getting me. And then when I get around these kinds of people, different codes of behavior, I start developing a different code of behavior within myself. And of course, then I didn't call it a code of behavior, but these are like these moments where I'm like, man, that's, that's like a code of behavior. And uh, so then it's yielding me these kinds of results. And so in the book, which I'm so pumped about, and I'll get into like why, how it all came about right after this, but you open up the book, there's a QR code, you take the assessment. And of course, when you get the book and you do the assessment, make sure you don't lie, be truthful with your answers. <laughs> so you get the most value out of this. The so, truth will set the, you free. Everyone. Yes, it will. Okay. <laughs> so you take the assessment and there's action steps like at the end of each chapter. And what's cool, I got it. I, so I just got a purchase order. Well, I guess we'll say now because it'll be there whenever this airs, but 550 books for a school district. And the gentleman who was in charge of all of it, I sent him a copy through email, a PDF where it says like, do not copy, you know, so it's not the official, but it's the official. Uh, but he wanted to read it before he, before he went and talked to all the schools. And 
he literally was training his real estate team on the book. And he showed me pages and pages of notes. And I was just like, man, how cool, you know, because now he's starting to switch. He's like, man, I'm, I'm learning, I'm getting so many nuggets from this. I got to switch up my code to behavior with this and that. And I'm like, man, this book is going to make such an impact worldwide. And I'll be training on it all over the comp, all over the country and the world. And like you were saying about making an impact and having a heart for the youth, man, the youth. That's our future. That's the future world to come. And it's like, we need to, we need to help shape these minds with the youth because they got enough negativity, right? Absolutely. So, so yeah, so that's what the book is about. You'll, you'll read it. So you'll take the assess, you'll, you'll take the assessment, you'll read it and you'll start to see like the code of behavior that you're operating from and why you're getting the certain results that you're getting and then where you want to be in life and the certain code of behavior that you're going to get to develop into and then that'll yield you those results that you've been seeking your whole life and maybe just to know how to get there so and these are things that i've actually lived in my life like it's not i'm just kind of just making stuff up throwing random stuff out there like these are actual things that i've done to go from a trash bag of clothes in my buddy's living room to having a business that generates millions of dollars a year Jason, let me ask you this question. I told you I wouldn't talk, but I'm a liar. Um, <laughs> no problem, no problem. So as I hear you talking, you know, they say that our, our subconscious mind is programmed by the age of seven. Is this book, does this book have a lot to do with what I'm going to call programming? We kind of code of behavior. We're programmed to behave in a certain way just because that's what, how we've always done it. Are you shifting our programming in essence or helping us shift our programming so our behavior actually follows helping that- shift yes because it's up to the person to do the work you know it's um it's like, like those moments where you read it it's like man that's what i'm doing i gotta stop doing that and mm-hmm. i gotta start doing this now now i'm aware now i'm aware that this is happening or this is not happening and i need to be over in this realm so that i can get th- these kinds of results right so it's it'll be an awakening and then it's the process to start the reprogramming, start acting different, speaking different, listening to different things, reading different things, hanging out with different things, consuming different things, foods, beverages, all of that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. all of it. All right. I'm watching the clock here and I want to make sure we get all this in. So April 4th. We got to get the story. Yep. April 4th is uh, the day that the book launched. I'm going to say it in past tense or yep. launching. Um, but that day is very important. Um, I'm going to call it a day that you shifted from success to something greater. Um, so yeah, share the story of April 4th. Why is that day significant? Yeah. So April 4th, 2021 was Easter Sunday. Uh, my girlfriend, Anna and I, we, we went to the gym. We went to a gym about 30 minutes away, uh, because a couple of my buddies wanted me to put them through a leg workout. So I'm like, cool. Put him through the leg workout. We were supposed to just go shoot around downstairs. And um, there were these guys there. There were three of them. They wanted to play three on three. And uh, I didn't want to play three on three, but I did get talked into it because I play. I grew up <laughs> playing basketball. I love basketball. But I was also about 245 pounds in because I was bulking. And I was going to start my cut April 15th, so 11 days mm-hmm. from that date. Um, and by the way, I'm 210 pounds now. Like, I'm shred up drop tons of body fat and I, I feel incredible so so p- we play the game uh we, we played three games then we go to leave and i just noticed that something wasn't right 
my breathing was off, but I thought the breathing was off because of how heavy I was at the time. And get in the car, start driving to the house. I don't know, about 10 minutes in maybe. I decide to stop at a gas station because I'm getting these really bad headaches. Like this headache is just coming in like crazy. It's bad, like a migraine. Arms started to go numb and I'm having some difficulty breathing. And so we stop at the gas station, get some Advil for the headache, get in the car, start driving. You know, so we're about 20 minutes away from the house. And I have a um, I have a pinched nerve, so my arm will go numb all pretty much all day throughout the day. So the numbing, I'm like trying to adjust because when I go like that, it pinches. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of trying to be like that, you know, trying to try to shift my body posture to get the numbing to stop. It's not stopping. The pain's getting more and more sharp, and I'm having more trouble breathing. So I told Anna, I'm like, look, something is not right. I want to go to an ER clinic. And she said, okay, let's go. Oh, but she, she also asked me right before that. She goes, does it feel like when you had your first heart attack? And I was like, actually, it does. But the pain is not going away. And it's harder for me to breathe. And then about a minute after that, I was like, babe, something's not right. I want to go to an ER clinic. So we go to the ER clinic. So, okay. So I Google where an ER clinic's at. There's one five minutes away. And remember, it's Easter Sunday, so there's no traffic on the road. The way everything happened was perfect. So I get there in literally five minutes, and I run inside, and I'm driving myself, by the way. So I run inside, and they're like, sir, how can we help you? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm having a heart attack. And he goes, can I see your ID? And I'm like, are are you kidding me? Did you hear what I just said? I'm having a heart attack. Well, pretty sure. So I check my pockets and I left my wallet in the car. So I run back outside, get my wallet, come in, give them my ID. They rush me to the back. And I'm pretty sure they had every single person in that clinic, like in the whole clinic in my room. Uh And uh, the doctor hooks up the EKG to my chest. And he I'll never forget his face when when he he reads the, the reading that he gets and looked at me. And he's just like, sir, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're suffering a severe heart attack right now. So in my my thoughts were, all doctors exaggerate. I've already had a heart attack. It was no big deal. Like the first heart attack I had, I didn't even know that I had a heart attack. You know, last 60 seconds was done. I'm like, it'll be no problem. Like I'll be in and out of here. Um, well, he was not exaggerating to, to put it, to put it that way. Yeah. He was definitely not exaggerating. So I was probably, I don't, I don't even remember exactly how long I was laying there, but probably around 30 minutes. And they're giving me all these different things to take. There's like all these people are all around here, do this, do that. And I'm communicating with them how I feel like the pain's getting worse. Okay. I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay. I can't really breathe right now. Y'all got, and then I got to a point where I'm like, I felt myself as I was about to die. And I was just like, um, y'all got to do something. Please help me. I feel like I'm about to die. Uh, please help me. And then I asked God, I said, God, please help me. And I, I was out and I, I died. I flatlined right there. I died on the table uh, for roughly 40 seconds. And, um, and then I just remember hearing my name, like Jason, Jason, and my eyes are closed. I can't move my body. And uh, so then I come to, I, I start talking and I'm like, yes, hello. And I, I didn't know what was going on because I had been out. And, um, so open my, I, then I can open my eyes and I can't move my body. 
And then I'm the doc, the person over here was like, she just saved your life. And I look over here, I'm like, you just saved my life. She's like, yes, sir, I did. And I was just like, you know, thank you. And I was like, for real, you saved my life. Like I, I couldn't grasp what was happening. And then I, then I can move my upper body, but I couldn't move my lower body. So I had a hundred percent blockage of my widow maker. Um, that my heart attack was like around like two hours. So for those of you who don't know what a Widowmaker heart attack is, it's the LED artery, which is the artery that funnels the entire body of blood flow and oxygen. So when that is cut off, like at 100%, well, not like at 100%, you have no blood flow or oxygen going through your body. And it's called the Widowmaker heart attack because if somebody has a heart attack, there's somebody's about to be a widow like that. They have a name for it. Like, no. It's like, like people don't survive. And what's cool is the nurse prayed to the Lord the entire time as she was giving me CPR. They had to defend, she had to defend me. And then she was praying. And um, I, we, we met with her, my girlfriend and my mom, we met with her two weeks later at the clinic just to kind of talk to her. And man, what an emotional moment that was. But uh, she doesn't even really normally work there. She's usually there like a couple times a month. She normally works at the hospital in the ER unit specializing in people that come in with heart attacks. It was like one thing after another alignment, man, like on every level. And it was like, God was, he was positioning everything, hoping that he'd be able to wake my butt up to the abilities that I have in this world and the impact and contribution that I'm able to make. So like you said, one, you said one from success to from like a whole new purpose, or I forget exactly what you said. Something bigger is what I said. Because I didn't bigger. want to take I didn't want to take your words from you. I want you to be able yeah. to express what's going so, on inside you. It, so that moment, well, okay. So from there, right? They tra so I have my surgery and it goes very well, perfect. After 15 minutes, I'm I'm done. I go into ICU. And then I'm in I'm, I, on the third day, remember, heart attack on Easter. On the third day, they transferred me out of ICU downstairs and they hooked me up to the heart machine and they did some scans. No damage to my heart and pump function normal as if nothing happened. Mm. I walked out of the hospital on the third day. I still have like the, the gown that I was wearing. Like, uh, um, I mean, on the on a video, like you can see with me in, in the gown because I didn't have my shirt. I literally walked out of the hospital. And a gown, like the Joker in the Dark Knight, just like walked right out. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and looking back, I mean, it's just, man. And so many lessons there. Just being present to the moment, loving your life no matter what. Like, life is so precious. We never know when our last day is. Right now, like, we have our birth date. And right now, we're living our dash. And we don't know when that date is going to be at the end of the dash on the other side. And we all, there's a fly, sorry. Uh, we're, all, we're all living like we're going to live forever. And that is just not true, especially when I lost my little brother. He was 28. I lost him. He was 28 years old. And then that happened to me at 35. And it's just like, man, we're over it. We're all out here. Like we're not even living. It's mm. not even just not even just not living our best life. But there's a difference between living and existing. Existing is with whatever you do, showing up to work, getting a paycheck, hating your life, hating what you do, living for the weekend, you know, go work, go work, go work Monday through Friday while you hate what you do, just because, you know, it's giving you a paycheck and you're covering your bills to just then go. And this is how people, people live. And then they go do whatever they do on the weekend to then just go repeat. Like that's not living that you're existing. It's zombie mode. <laughs> we got to get out of that place.
You know, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard him say it yet. We both follow John Maxwell a little bit. Oh. And uh, he says, people who are living without a dream are already dead. They yeah, just he haven't that, made it official yet. Yeah, he said that at the event. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, it's a good thing I'm a fast typer because at that event, like, I could not stop. I had my laptop. I was just typing. He, he's, yeah, he's just a master. But it's, it's so true. And so, then Drake says, because not everybody, because everybody dies, but not everybody lives. It's one of my favorite rap quotes of the song. So what's the, 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 I mean, if you had to wrap your book up, I mean, you got an amazing story. That's exciting. You want to, you want to make a significant impact in our world. Now you've written this book, which talks about impact and change, changing our code of behavior. Um, and it sounds extremely exciting. If you were to wrap it up into one big idea, can you wrap it up into one big idea? Yeah. Change your code of behavior, change your life. I love it. I love it. Um, and then I have, a, I have a, like some apparel and stuff coming out, like some rubber bands, but we have a, it's a BC equals LC behavior code equals life change. All right. Change your code of behavior. You can, you'll change your life. All right. That, that is, um, I love it. I love the idea of transformation. Again, I, I, I let everybody know faith is a part of my background and I really believe a big part of faith is transformation. It's not about perfection. It doesn't nope. exist. It's transformation. No, it yes, and sir. it's just that, that behavioral code. So man, I love it. Tell you what, as we, as we move to the end, I thank you for the story. I thank you for the time with us today. As we're moving forward, I know what you're excited about. You're excited about a book launch, but what are you excited about beyond the book? What are you excited about? Oh, man. <laughs> I, so I used to get high on certain things. And now I get high on making impacts. Like when I go speak and I can see the people just like feeling a certain type of way, like ideas are rolling, they're taking notes and, and I'm able to make this certain kind of impact where people, they're moved to go be better, do better, be more, become more. It's like, now they're going to go out and make an impact, you know? And it's like, that is what I'm most excited about to reach bigger audiences, to help shift more people into their greatness. Mm. And like that, man, that is what really gets me going. And I know that the book will help that because with the book, people, they're going to read it. They're going to want you to come speak, for, you know? So it's like, it all ties in together, but I'm just, yeah, man, it, that, that's really, that's really what it is. It's awesome. making an impact worldwide on a bigger scale to get people to live their best life and whatever that looks like for them. I love it. And, and in and the world to be a better place, man. It will be, it will be. If we just, uh, if we go back to, I'm going to, I'm going to put two words in your mouth that I don't think you said exactly through this conversation, but you said serve others. Yep. And be generous, serve others and be generous with our time, be generous with our talent, be generous with the knowledge that, that we have to just, again, make, make an impact and no impact is, is too small. I, I think what happens sometimes, Jason, is we then we start, we hear this episode and we hear about your book and we're like, man, this guy's got it all together. And, you know, it must be nice to, to be him. <laughs> and, you know, we, we start going through this, but I can't make yep. an impact. And, and so I kind of want to lead to an ending here and, and we're going to find out how to connect with you, but I want to lead to an ending that we all can make an impact big or small 
And I think the worst thing we can do is convince ourselves that we're not making an impact when in fact, God has given us an audience, big or small, and our investment in that audience is the life change, the world change that we can make. And quite fr frankly, the satisfaction to be excited about. Yeah, I mean, teachers make an impact. Nurses, like that nurse saved my life. That's an impact. You can get on your social media. I mean, heck, let's be honest. We all have social media. You can get on your social media, make an awesome inspirational video. And one person can watch it, made an impact. You can literally go tell somebody how beautiful they are or how you love their shoes and, and man, like, and, and make an impact. I heard a story by a very close friend of mine. There was a guy that walked past his business and he saw, I forget exactly what he was wearing, but he opened the door and he was like, Hey man. And he had great energy, gave him a compliment. The mm. dude was on his way to take his life. Wow. He came back the next day into the shop and told him that because of what he had said to him, my, my buddy, because of what he said to him, his words impacted him at the level where he decided, you know what, maybe I, maybe that would be a bad thing to do. I do have purpose here and I shouldn't be taking my life. And he didn't take his life. It's like the smallest compliment can make an impact. So, so never yes, withhold. Never, never withhold. withhold. Awesome. Nope. Awesome. Well, you did not withhold today. You brought it. You delivered. I Thank will you. say I came into this accidental second podcast <laughs> yeah. knowing it was going to be better. Me too. I personally think it is better. So, so listeners just know you actually got a better episode because of my failure. I Jason, <laughs> how do we connect with you? How do we stay? How do we get the book? Yep. And how do we stay connected with you? Cool. Um, so www.jasonlnemes, you can see my name right there, N-E-M-E-S.com. Um, also, thecodeofbehavior.com. We're, we're finalizing that website right now. So if you go to it, it's not working. It's on the way. Uh, by the time the book launches, well, I guess by the time this airs, the book will be launched. They'll, so they'll it'll, have it. It'll be there. It'll be ready to go. And also uh, on Instagram, at Tatted Prez, T-A-T-T-E-D, like Tatted, and then P-R-E-Z-Z-Z, three Zs. And those, awesome. are the, those are the best ways to find me. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, again, you delivered today. You're going to continue to deliver. I cannot, uh, I cannot wait to, to be a part of your journey, to, to just walk this path with you. Um, again, you and I in a room, people would be like, not putting those two together. Very true. Listen, my friend, we are together. We yes, are sir. friends. I am excited to be your friend. You're stuck with me, you know, Scott. I'm stuck with you. You're stuck <laughs> with me. I want you to know, and I, I, I'm doing this publicly on purpose, but I want you to know what whatever I can do to support you, I'm in. I'm in. And thank so I'm excited much, to see what, what happens in, in, in the rest of time and the rest of your impact. So thank you for today. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Congratulations. You made it to the end of this show. This can only mean that you found the conversation and content relevant and beneficial to your growth and the growth of your business. If that is the case, please choose to subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice to ensure you do not miss a single valuable episode. And if listening on Apple Podcast, 
Your five-star review is also appreciated.